O God, protector of the poor and defender of the just, in your kingdom, the last become first, the gentle are strong, and the lowly exalted. Give us wisdom from above, that we may find in your servant Jesus the pattern of true discipleship and the grace to persevere in following him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the Book of Wisdom, from the Hebrew scriptures, scriptures portray the wicked and the world trying to break the spirit of the good by means of violence, cruelty, and insults. They condemn the just to a shameful death, which, to their perverted ways of thinking, will prove that God does not really defend the good. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The godless say, Let us lie in wait for the righteous one, who makes life inconvenient to us and opposes our actions, who reproaches us from sin against the law and accuses us from sin against our training. Let us see if his words are true, and let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For... If the righteous one is God's son, God will help him and will deliver him from the hands of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture so that we may find out how gentle he is and make trial of his forbearance. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, for according to what he says, He will be protected. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. As we listen to this passage from the letter of James, we can't help but think of the violence and division that beset our world. St. James thinks he knows why the violence and those divisions terrorize us. He proposes living the the gospel of Jesus as the way to overcome them. A reading from the letter of St. James. Beloved, where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of the righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they come from your craving that you are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. 
You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask warmly in order to spend what you get on your pleasure. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But the disciples did not understand what Jesus was saying. And they were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, Jesus asked them, What were you arguing about along the way? But the disciples were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. Jesus sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and the servant of all. Then Jesus took a little child and stood it among them, and he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord The passage that we just listened to from Mark's Gospel in the past has really, really upset me. Mark tells us that Jesus is explaining to them, or at least telling them, that he is going to suffer, he is going to be tortured, and he's going to die. But then on the third day, he's going to be raised again. He's talking about suffering and dying. And what do they do? They're arguing among themselves, well, who's the greatest? Which one of us is the greatest? Which one's going to be the leader? What lousy friends, huh? He's talking about dying, and they're saying, where do I fit in? Where do I stand? 
I was always upset about that part of the passage. And then yesterday at Minute Prayer, I got to thinking something different. You know, when, when Peter, you know, we had the same message in Mark's gospel a week or two ago when, when Jesus said the same thing that's going to happen to him and Peter rebuked Jesus. Do you remember Jesus and Peter rebuking each other? Which I think is kind of funny, <laughs> Peter. But they recognized that Jesus rebuked Peter for rebuking him about talking about suffering and death. The disciples of Jesus that we meet in the Gospels, they're, they're not the shiniest pennies in the pack, are they? They say the dumbest things and do the dumbest things. But at this point, they didn't want to repeat the mistake Peter made and challenge Jesus about his message. But the point of this gospel story is much deeper than that for all of us. He's saying that if we want to be his followers, we have to allow ourselves not to consider ourselves number one, but we have to allow ourselves to be the last. We live in a world that treasures the elite and the dominant. Think about how many times football coaches talk about the elite, we're the elite, we're the elite recruit, the elite. And when you recruit the elite re recruit, you, you become dominant. That's the world we live in, isn't it? And we pledge to be followers of the master who doesn't look to the elite or the dominant, but looks for the humble, those willing to be of service. Do I have a story for you? Mary, you're going to cry. I'm telling you, you're going to cry with this story. You might cry, Dave, I'm not sure, but anyway. <laughs> Matt, Matt. The title of this story is She Who Sits Alone. If there's anybody in the parish family who has Native American blood in you, you will take this story to heart. There's a story told among the Comanche tribes about a great drought that was killing both the land and the people. The people implored the great spirit to help. They prayed, they danced, they waited, but the rain did not come. The elders of the tribe traveled to the top of the holy mountain to plead with the Great Spirit. The Great Spirit spoke to the elders and to the people. The Great Spirit said, for many generations you have taken from the earth whatever you wanted or needed, but you have given nothing back 
to the earth. Now the earth is in distress, so you must make a sacrifice. Bring to the fire of sacrifice your most treasured possession. Then scatter the ashes to the four winds as a sign of your respect and repentance. Then the rains will come and the earth will live again. Your most treasured possession set on fire. The elders and people gave thanks and they went to their teepees and their lodges to search out their most treasured possessions. But the archer said, surely the great spirit does not want my bow, which provides food for the village. The mother said, the great spirit could not possibly desire my treasured blanket that keeps my children warm. The medicine man said, I know that the great spirit could not be asking for my herbs that heal the sick. And so it went. Everyone had reason not to give the great spirit their greatest possession. Now, there was a little girl named She Who Sits Alone. A quiet child, She Who Sits Alone, lost her family in the great drought. Alone in the world, her constant companion was her beloved doll. The little girl was never without her doll, made for her by her late mother. The doll was dressed in warrior clothing and beaded leggings with a crown of blue jay feathers on its head. When she heard the words of the great spirit, she who sits alone held her doll tightly and whispered, you are my greatest treasure. I know what I must do. So that night, while everyone slept, she who sits alone crept out of the village and climbed the holy mountain. Great spirit, here is my doll, the gift of my mother and father before they died. It is my most treasured possession. Please, accept it. The little girl lit a small fire from a lighted stick she brought. As she kindled the fire, she remembered her parents and grandparents and friends who had died of hunger. Then with tears in her eyes, she thrust her doll into the fire. When the fire died down, she
she who sits alone gathered the ashes of her doll and tossed them into the air where the four winds carried them to the dwelling place of the great spirit. The exhausted little girl then fell asleep. When she awoke in the early hours of the morning, laying on the ground in front of her was a blue jay feather. She picked it up, and then the rain began to fall. When her people learned of what she had done, she who sits alone was given a new name. Her name, her new name was She Who Loves Her People. He invites us to lay down what is most treasured in our lives and thus be free to serve the needs of others. Could it be that's why we share the Eucharist? To have his heart within us? Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.